Paul, Trevor Long, Connor Nally, Harry Tucker with you here after the Belgian. Is that what it's actually called, the Belgian Grand Prix? Yeah, it is. I just Belgian don't know Grand what the Grand Prix are called this year anymore. <laughs> it's not like the 32nd anniversary or something. Yeah, yeah. It's the 1500th anniversary of Mercedes dominating this fucking sport. Um, but good on them. Look, not a boring race. I did. There was a couple of tweets during the race that came through to us. I just looked at someone said, "Even it's amazing that Formula One can be made boring even at Spa." Yeah, I mean, it was boring. that was not a boring race. It was boring in some in some respects. It was but in it wasn't, part strategic. Yeah, but it was actually worthy of actually staying up and watching the entire event. <laughs> if, if you if you just factor in that, you know that one and two is. Locked in, yeah. yeah. Like it, it, we just saw it from third backwards, and that was the race. It was yeah, it was pretty exciting. It even, was good, even at the end there, where you kind of thought, oh, if Max's tires were going to give way, then Daniel was in that annoying. We were, we were kind of hanging on for something to happen, yeah. but uh, as you said, who could have predicted a uh, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen podium? But let's let's go back to the starter. There was there was no incident at the start, as is often the case mm. at Spa. And, of course, that's disappointing <laughs> because I think <coughs> there was probably good money being placed. That's probably where sports bet make most of their money is people willing uh, uh, on a Mercedes or a Verstappen problem. But then again, what would a sports bet paid out for Carlos Sainz not making the start of the race? Yeah, I mean, uh, Carlos, in the pre-show with Sky, Carlos was interviewed at some point. And I think he said something like, it's my favourite track, but I've never been able to do well here. And it's He's like... Just Welcome to 2020, Carlos. He's just prepping for his Ferrari drive. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. And that was the best moment of the race. Uh, fast forward into the race where there's just stuff all going on at Ferrari. And uh, they showed a show, they showed Carlos in the McLaren pit, shake his head and put his head down. And it was like, that that could have been for something else. But they played it at the right time that it oh, made that us all think that was him reacting to Ferrari. He's just contemplating a career in Formula E or something next year instead. <laughs> yeah. How do I get out of this? The first lap was good, though. Um, Max, you know, tried real hard to get Bottas, but at the same time, Daniel tried to get Max. So you had, you know, four or five corners of solid, solid action. But then within one lap, it was like a one, two, two and a half second gap. Yeah. I found that staggering. I was just absolutely amazed of how much pace that Verstappen had after that opening lap. I mean, Daniel really threw it in the opening first five or six corners of that opening lap. And Daniel's on the softs as well, whereas mm. the, the top the three were on, on mediums. the mediums. And so that was Daniel's potential advantage in that early stage of the early phase of the race, as they call it. And we were and we were talking as well that he had a set of softs um, ready for that final stanza. We yeah. thought that he would actually come in after, say, twenty twenty five laps on those uh, on those hards. When he did switch to the hards, they were ready to go for that final stanza. I think the the, I think those. Um, Brand new soft were only to be used by Daniel if there was a strategic change, like a safety car in the last few laps or something. There was no, there was no, no other need to two stop this race. Um, you know, the other one that happened early on in the race was Charles Leclerc had a, a, a cracker. Like mm. I haven't, I don't know whether you can get in the app. You know, the, those charts that show the line graph of a, of, a, of someone's lap performance, where it shows a line going up and then down again. He went up through the. I think he got to eighth at one point, mm. and then. He just got then, swamped again, and then the, their tire strategy was bad. That was he was cracking the shits in there when they made him do the two stop because he I can't remember what like, he's why did we st- I think yeah, he said why, why did we stop so long I, I don't think he realised that they needed hydraulics at the same same yeah. time well they didn't so he started on um, the soft so went soft hard and then finished on the mediums. The other problem in this race is Valtteri Bottas playing rear gunner 
Yeah. He was basically told not to use his overtake button or something. He asked for something, whether it was an engine mode or something, and his his engineer said on the radio to him, went, no, we agreed not to use that against each other. And Valtteri said, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't remember ever. This. I don't. I don't remember signing up for that. Like <laughs> that. That deprives us of a potential race. Yeah, up the front because there was. Let's be honest. This race ended with all three cars in view of each other on the main straight. Essentially, they weren't ridiculous times ahead of each other. There was no um, quick stops for that. You know, fastest lap run on the tyre. So Valtteri, if he had those engine modes maybe could have given us a better race. I think so too. But you just got to remember that that vision from the British Grand Prix, well, the 70th anniversary Grand Prix, when Valtteri was just absolutely furious on the podium and he just showed, you know, he didn't want to play a part in it. It's like, it's kind of like that all over again. I wonder how much resentment is there. I feel like this season, like you're saying, this is the second time we've seen a little bit of a, a crack in the operating system there for Yeah, him. Mm. but... Is it a, a big enough crack for him to actually push? It doesn't look like it. No. Oh, it'd be amazing if it was. I just don't think it is. I think he's... It's that same thing of, you know, cop the paycheck and live the life. I yeah. mean... And, and what's, his, what's his alternative? Well, that's exactly right. There is no alternative. And the other part of it is, and, and I guess to play the Mercedes fan here... You know, strategically, it's the right thing to do is get those one-twos mm. for the constructors, for pushing the drivers' championship ahead. Because at the same time as we're saying, you know, come on, Mercedes, you should have done that. We were saying at the exact time, same time, Daniel was in fourth, Ocon was in fifth, and we were sitting there going, "Do you know what? If you're Renault and and you think you could push, I don't think you do because it's not a guarantee you're going to get to Max or pass him. You're better off just going, you know what, let's finish with a bucket load of points. Which, and, which they did. Which they did in the end. Yeah, and they get the extra point for the fastest lap, courtesy of Ricardo. Well, I mean, that 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 was a shock, let's be honest. He was on 26, 27 lap old hards, and he still managed to pull, pull something out, out of yeah. his ass and get the but fastest lap. It's not that shocking in the sense when you consider that the Renaults were pretty much the fastest cars consistently in Sector 1 and 3. It was just two where they were Yeah, just you were watching the sector times all the blitzed. way through. They, they just really struggled in that second sector. And, yeah. you know, that's obviously, you know, the car is, is built and engineered for the fast sectors here. You know, both one and, two, 1 and 3 have a solid, strong, fast you know, kilometre or so track, mm. where Sector 2 is a completely different style of racetrack. It is lefts and rights and twists and turns. So it's a different car, right? But he did do... He, he managed to creep a bit in that second second sector after a, a few... Well, only towards the end. So that... But that wasn't where he really well, gained. He was, it was that last sector was, that he oh, really yeah. dominated so for his fastest lap. Yeah, so on his fastest lap, Ricardo. He got a 30.8, which... <laughs> They've just shown Team Radio of Daniel. He says, <laughs> I was, I was I'm assuming pushing. I was fucking pushing. I fucking <laughs> sent it that last lap. <laughs> I fucking sent it that last lap. <laughs> it's hey, great. No, 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 let me add the other bit. Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great result for Renault, given... Absolutely. Given we go to Monza, which is a fast, straight, high-speed circuit. High-speed circuit, yep. which they did well at last year, and... Bahrain's been announced as they're using, for one of the Bahrain races, they're using the outer track, which we've never used before, which is basically indie with a few kinks. Yeah. That's Mm. what it looks like. 
<laughs> yeah, you just got to... looks like there's an artificial chicane, like, to, to split the first yeah, and I second think, sector, I think, and that's about it. You know, if I'm... Uh, if I'm Ferrari, I, I kick Seb out and bring in Scott Dixon or Will Power or Takuma Sato. Yeah, you know, Indy Indy is the kind of thing that Bahrain looks like. Well, but the, that, actually, the only the issue is it's a it's a right turning. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's they, they, they don't know how to do that in Indy. Yeah, okay, they go on the, it's the wrong direction. That's all ruined then. But oh, look, I it it bodes well. But here's what it doesn't bode well for, is Ferrari. Now I don't know, Connor, whether you can look up where the championship points are. Championship points are. Post this race. Post this so, race. so I'm talking manufacturer here because when I was looking at it uh, before this race, McLaren were ahead of Ferrari, then Ferrari, and then Renault. And I don't think with this race may have been enough to make them jump Ferrari, but certainly one more race of solid points for Renault and they're ahead of Ferrari. And that is, quite uh, frankly, yeah. shocking. Ferrari will be oh. fifth, I reckon, in constructors. The, they, I mean, that that's just outrageous. Oh, yeah. It's it's deeply embarrassing right now to see that during the race the the Alpha Tauri passing them with consummate ease, particularly with, yeah with Kvyat and Gasly. That just like going through a like and, on Leclerc in yeah. the early stage mm-hmm. of the race at, was just at a, an easy easy pass at Lacombe as well. And you just like saying Lacombe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I do. <laughs> but that's that's true. It's just what about Lesson? Lesson. I'm not going to try. No, Radion. Radion. Radio, yeah. Oh, rouge. Oh, rouge. Love that. I love the fact that when you... I was watching practice the other day and they're going and then through turn nine, the turn without a name. No, it's just turn nine. Okay, you can just call it that. It's okay it, to... It's okay not to have it. They kept saying it was the turn without a name. <laughs> is, that its, is that its actual name now? The turn nine is the turn without a name. Um, so we did then have... So we got Renault in fourth and fifth and it's looking very good for them. And then this stunning uh, crash. It was we, All we saw was the... The, yeah. the, the remnants of was clearly two cars at a distance in the camera shot. We didn't know what they were. Uh, Crofty stuffed it up and said it was an Alpha Tauri. It was I think he just said Alpha and we, we immediately... No, he said Alpha Tauri. Oh, did say Tauri. And I think, think that was because it was a white car yeah, he yeah. saw. So it was actually the Williams of George Russell and the Alpha Romeo of Antonio Giovinazzi. Sky took long enough to show that replay. You can't blame Scott. You gotta blame F one. They they run the TV, you know, feed. I'll blame KO and then I'll blame <laughs> Fox Sports yeah. or I'll blame Sky and then I'll blame F one. Let's just blame Go Crofty. down the chain. Let me speak to the manager. Yeah, let's blame Crofty. Uh blame Johnny Herbert, he was the driver steward this race. Didn't get to do anything, the poor bugger. <laughs> um but once they finally got vision of it, Giovanazzi just lost it kind of in the last 70% of that turn. Yeah, it was just... Went into the wall near the marshals, who seemingly were very close to the track at all times <laughs> during this event. And then I think most troubling, not just for George Russell, who ran into it, but for the sport generally, his wheel, Giovinazzi's wheel, went across the track, uh, Russell hit it, and they both were out. Now, that is not the first time this year we've had a wheel loose of a vehicle when since 1994, <laughs> an Ayrton Senna's crash... The, the rules and regulations and technology around wheel tethers have been, no matter what happens, those wheels, they ragdoll around the car on a tether. That's the whole point is so yeah. that it doesn't well, come off. Because it clearly, had the suspension yeah. beams coming off it. That shit had to come up and the halo ain't doing nothing. That's that's it and center stuff. Well, it's, it's clearly an Alfa Romeo problem because it's ha- happened to Kimi. Oh, because it was Kimi at the Red Bull ring? Yep. Where was it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, that... Is I, that, I don't know why they're not worthy? talking about that. I think it is. Forget bloody racing point getting yeah. penalised for you know safety. copying a car. This is a massive safety risk. Yeah. You know, George Russell 
is lucky that that wheel didn't come higher. The marshals are lucky it didn't run uh, bounce over tyre barriers. And I think at the Red Bull ring, I think it did bounce over a barrier and because we were like, Jesus, imagine if there was crowds. It definitely here. flew. Uh, you know, that's that's worrying stuff. So anyway, that, that forced the safety car, which was good news for everyone, except Perez and Gasly stayed yeah. out. Perez's strategy made no sense. It made absolutely no He's sense. He's on soft tyres. It was just was it just an example of them trying to zig when everyone else was zagging? Like is that otherwise I just cannot work it out. You've got you you're all on the same tyres. You're Where did he end up? Tenth? Tenth. So he got a point. Well, he he started earlier than that though, didn't he? Yeah, but and that's the point. If he had a no. so and then you zig so and you zag. So they zagged when everyone else zigged in your analogy yep. or, or vice versa. Um it's you're doing it on the hope that something else is going to happen in the race. You're doing yeah. it on the hope there's going to be another safety car, aren't which, you? Which, to be fair, at at Spa is not an unusual expectation. Really? Oh, I don't but 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 it still it still made no sense. Like in the sense that even if there was another thing that happened, you you wanted to do as many of your pit stops if you're going to do more than one during a safety car, right? It, it just, it's like, it's. Gasly got driver of the day, by the way. Gasly got driver of the day. Our six, or eight, our six or eight votes oh. counted for naught. Unbelievable. Bring back Ted Kravitz. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Karun Chandok. You are not away. a fan of uh, Karun. Karun's great. He's, he gives good uh, technical and expert insight, but he's not a pit reporter. Ted's a pit reporter. Ted's I am, finding the info. Ted's getting the... I'm missing his notebook at the end of the race. I, I, I've, ne- I've never watched the coverage for long enough. I've seen it twice in my life. I get it that it's a big thing, but... He's just a better pit reporter. Where, where's Ted today? It's just a, there's a massive rolling roster. They've got. Yeah, right. I think not only a couple of years ago when they introduced Karoon, they they got a lot of backlash. So Ted had to come back, but I think with COVID they've got a much more tighter bunch, so yeah, they can't. Yeah. They can't everyone there basically. So that's their problem. Um, so safety car out. Gasly stays out, which is fine because he's on the hards. Right. That makes sense. Because yeah, his one made perfect sense because you assume that he's then going to do his stop <laughs> at the end of the race. It's too the early opposite, to yeah. stop now because little did he know that he could have put the mediums on and gone all the way. Yeah. Oh, totally. So on reflection, you're Gasly and you're going, well, shit, we could have gone all the way on mediums if we'd have come in. But oh, you still got driver of the day, right? Yeah. Well, does that matter though? Does it? Does an F1 driver really care about that? <laughs> 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 that's, that's all that matters. Um, you know, Gasly ended up in eighth. He probably. Could have done a position or two better if he just stayed out. Here we go, driver standing. So, so what you're saying is you failed because it's come up on the sky. Sky before oh, you. I was it. trying to look for it. <laughs> Give me a break, all right? Hamilton's way ahead. Constructors. Oh, here you go. Here we Racing go. Racing point is ahead of Ferrari. So two Renault points. is two, two points. points. They're going to end up sixth. Yeah. And Ferrari's going to be maybe, sixth soon. And maybe fourth. Renault could be fourth by the end of this. Mate, you know, I'm not even worried about Renault. No, on it's, it's more mainly because they don't have Daniel next year, so I, I, I don't want them to have more money. But um, Ferrari, <laughs> fin- I mean, where's the <laughs> where's the lowest Ferrari's ever finished in a Formula 1 Constructors World Championship? Surely right, they have I'm never getting, finished. Yeah, I can look at that now. <clears throat> Surely they've never finished lower than fourth in the Constructors World Championship. That, that, that's got to be unheard of. So, you know, that's certainly, a disaster. Certainly not in year. the modern like in any modern era. And all the talk pre-show, and obviously Sky are pretty switched on because they're m- most of their team, you know, especially Martin, are pretty well connected. There's no real talk of them bringing in someone else you know, instead of Bernardo. It's, it's like, no, no, they're going to see this through to 2022. They're really going to stick with this. And even Carlos was interviewed by Sky and, and they said, look, how's this feeling? And he's like, look, 
2021 is not going to be an amazing year. Obviously, we know that, but it's a rebuilding and all that kind of bullshit talk that you hear. He, he's, yeah. you know, he doesn't care. He's but getting paid and he's going to be wearing red, so good on him. They've clearly written it off, is how I'm yeah. saying it now. Like <laughs> they've gone, okay, we, we cheated last year, and so we, we are now, our engine is too far behind for anything <clears> to really matter in the next year or two. Like we're stuffed. So we put all our resources into 2022 for now and, and nail that. And then for now, we're just going to turn up and do what we can. And Their go biggest home. problem is not listening to us and making a driver change early. Yeah. Because like, at yeah. least that. So there's a couple of things. Now, I actually saw Leclerc and Vettel standing side by side doing an interview with Sky Ollie, which was a very, very good way to do it. So it shows a cohesive approach. But during the race, Seb just didn't seem to give a shit what his radio was saying. I understood it different to you, but you're saying I, he was essentially ignoring their call to come in. No, no, he wanted to come in, right. and they were and telling they him they were telling him that it was not worth his time to come in. Basically, <laughs> at, at this point, um, and then he was saying, "Oh, but my tires are shot," and they were to do with timing and him. And if he came in at that point, he ended up behind the clerk. And you know what? In their defence, mate, Vettel finished thirteenth, Leclerc finished fourteenth. Yeah, what did it matter? Well, yeah, that's good. That one imaginary point that they well, it wouldn't made have made up on. any difference whatsoever. The fact is, uh, Raikkonen finished ahead of Vettel. That how does that happen? That that, that, that I, is I can't believe outrageous. that outrageous. And the other thing is too, Raikkonen was on point to finish on in the top ten when get his first points of the year. He just failed to get into the top ten in the end. But that's how good Raikkonen was doing tonight. Is it wrong that I just don't like Esteban? I don't like him either. I don't know why. He's just... You know why? I'll tell you why I don't like him. Uh, um, not only do I just don't like him, he's kind of smarmy young bloke that thinks he's better than he is, but it's that whole entitlement that he lost his drive and he was, you know, Toto's his manager and he's a part of the Mercedes, whatever. Yeah. And it's like this entitlement. Everyone's like, he's he should be back. Why? It's he lost his drive. Sorry, bad luck. I, I like George Russell a lot more, but there's the little <laughs> bit of George Russell that annoys me is like the... It's like a similar thing, like that entitled to the Mercedes seat yes. element of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now, I get that. That's in the yeah, same way that, you know, a Red Bull driver is, is entitled to make their way up through the ranks. But, but, but it's, it's very different when you're not in an actual sister team. You're in a customer team. Yeah. But it's not even – but at least with the Toro Rosso or the Alfa Tauris now, you've got two drivers who are like – they're competing. They don't, they don't think it's their right for it. They're going, okay, it's one of us basically. Yeah, yeah. And when someone screws up in Red Bull, I'm going to fight my teammate to be the one who replaces them. Where George is like, well, it's, when's – when are you not going to re-sign oh, Bottas? It's, maybe it's also it's part of, part of me that just... I mean, Toto... I, I think Toto's awesome. Oh, I, yeah. I've, he, he's just... He's brilliant in everything he does, but I don't like the idea that he's a puppet master for Everything. so many drivers as well as and his and own teams. teams. How Multiple does that work? Teams. <laughs> you know, that's not good for the sport. Because he was, what, involved with... Or he, he did get rid it's, of his... It's not quite Bernie Williams. Eccleston style, but it's more... It's um, just as close. Uh, Freaking hell. Flavio. It's more Flavio. Flavio style. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. For two things. Watching uh, Twitter before, and there was a great little video. Uh, one of the Dutch TV interview uh, <laughs> reporters interviewed Lando Norris, and he was trying to remember Esteban Ocon's name, calls him that French fuck. I just find that very hard to believe. It's amazing, <laughs> really, isn't it? <laughs> and poor Lando just absolutely lost his shit. As he would. Yeah. Other thing, you're speaking about Ferrari. Worst finish they've ever had in their career as a constructor, 1980. They finished 10th in the World Championship. Oh, 1980. So 40 years 40 ago. 40 years. Wow, sorry, I'm just struggling with the fact that 1980 was 40 years ago. Fuck. <laughs> I know. I just had a little mini wait, heart attack. You, you would have been, what, 25? <laughs> Fuck you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> 
so old. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, like those moments I'm don't 40. come often. I feel, I'm 44, fuck you. Yeah. Um, I genuinely feel really old right now. It doesn't help that you're here because you're a little fucking young boy. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, thanks for making me feel old, <laughs> you prick. Uh, <laughs> you got 25 years on him. Yeah. Um, that's very smart, Harry. Well done. But for, um, uh, for what Speaking was I of say? Lando, speaking of Lando, he's on there. Good on you, Lando. Ferrari, though, um, have a real punish ahead of them because yeah. of Monza, because of Bahrain, um, because of Seb. <laughs> I mean, it's just there's nothing kind of good in their in their future at all, and that's that's, a, that's a, that is a problem for the sport. Who it uh, is. was it? You that said it's lucky. Oh no, you fr- Sarah, who's uh, or Sarah, or Sarah, 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 who said it's shout it's out Sarah. lucky. Shout out Sarah. Um, it's lucky there's no fans allowed at Monza because the Tifosi would lose their shit. Absolutely. And I said they'd be burning effigies of bloody... In fact, they may be at Maranello, let alone at Monza. But Noddy wouldn't make it home. No. That hair of his would be a light. I, I said to her... Get a haircut, I, I, <laughs> I said to her they'd be throwing virtual rotten tomatoes at the next few Italian races because you've got three of them now. So you've got Monza, which is next weekend. San Marino. San Marino, of course, and, and Mugello. So, so, so hang on, is that the next three weeks in a row? So, so San Marino, so not San Marino is not until October. Oh, so, okay, right. So, but you got the Italian Grand Prix next, next weekend, weekend, and then right. the the Mugello is the weekend. The after? Tuscan Grand Prix, yeah, Tuscan Grand Prix the week after. Fuck, right here. Yeah. So the, the the calendar at the moment. I'm just having a look at the schedule because we've now got four races added on to make it 17 now for the for the remainder of the season. We've got Turkey. Two races in Bahrain and Abu Dhabi, uh, like a week or two out before oh, Christmas. How good will will Abu Dhabi be with that time zone? Oh, it's gonna be. Massive. Is that better for us? Is it because it's early so. in the morning? I think it's. A, isn't it better? Only because it's a night race. That's why. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it ends up being like a three a.m. or four a.m. Oh, no, Something like worse. that. It's oh, a two no. stopper though, mate. You gotta, you gotta, it's you gotta, two, you gotta yeah. go down early for it. So basically, you gotta go to bed at eight o'clock, wake up at three. Uh, yeah. it's a two stopper. So basically, after, on. so basically, <laughs> after these two Italian races coming up, we have a, a couple of weeks off. Then what? We go to, then we go to Russia. A couple of weeks, more off. than one. Well, one week off. One week oh, off. Fuck. Oh, I know I am. Then we got so Russian Grand Prix at the end of September. Then we have two. Then we have the week off. Take the Russian GP off. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, no podcast that one. <laughs> that's just not worth doing. We yeah. can pre-record that one. <laughs> <laughs> we should try that <laughs> after the week. The week before, we'll just put one in the can <laughs> and just see how close it is. Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit, Shit. Um, the reason. So the reason thing I didn't say about Esteban though, Esteban Ocon was yep. he has no balls. No, like you watch him on Albon. He had two opportunities with DRS. Into turn five, which is is that Lacombe? Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lacombe. And he, he he couldn't pull it off. He could not pull it off around there. In outside. the last five laps of the race, it took him until the last lap to now, finally. To grow his credit, those he balls. got past. He but did. I just reckon Danny Rick looks at that footage and goes, "Gutless." Have you seen Ocon's legs? Excuse me. What? Oh, have you been, have what? been no, 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 on no, 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 no. There's like, there's nothing to them. Like right. maybe he just physically just can doesn't have the strength in his legs to push the accelerator Spe- down. Speaking fast of like speaking, honestly, just next time you somehow see he was in Drive to Survive wearing shorts all the time. I just and listen to Glenn. Um, shout out Glenn. Hey Glenn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he points this out all the time. Speaking oh, of the no, oh, here's Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> oh, see, I, I kind of want to hear this. What's hear with, this also, <laughs> what's with Daniel's post-it note face mask? I oh, know it's the worst. How bad face mask in history. I think the best thing Daniel just said to Sky was <laughs> any podium they get is just going to be overshadowed yeah, by, by a tattoo. <laughs> that and that, that is like, that's Daniel, like, 
to a T. And the worst thing about COVID is we're not seeing a, a smile. Like that would be that'd be an epic smile he's got on there because he oh, would have loved that race. Post-it note. He would. It's just so weird, isn't it? I find it very strange that there there seems to be a team one, but he's not wearing it. I but don't understand that either. At least, just get, look- at least get one of the like the normal surgical masks. I just yep. It's a team color. It's just yeah. No, it's strange. Know, get get the intern to put a yellow highlighter over the top or something. And, I don't know. And just for clarification, for those that have not tuned into the podcast until now, and if you haven't, what the hell are you doing? Start subscribing to us. Yeah, well. basically, Daniel had a bet since last year with with Cyril, the boss of Renault, to. Yeah, if they get a podium, he would get a tattoo. By geez, I would love to see that happen. And yeah, it would obviously be overshadowed by the fact that there's a tattoo involved. But by gee, it would look good. They're just replaying his first um, first lap. In fact, the first first run up to um, Le Um And oh, man, he just he sent it beautifully up the inside oh. of Max. But Max is a fucking brilliant race driver, and he did not relent. Uh, he he, he pushed it on the outside, and I. That's where I have this stupidly annoying respect for Max that he loved like he was on the outside there so much. Like yeah. He was on the outside line for at least two of those turns and just did not hold back. Whereas I don't there's not many other drivers on the on the grid that Team would have done that. Albon. Albon. He did it again. He did at the do bus that. stop. He at the bus did, stop. You're right. I just I'm so confused <laughs> with Albon because he, he too. he'll have because these he like, can do it. That's the, he'll have like these ten laps at yeah, a better time. balls than the knock on. Yeah, better. He's probably got stronger legs, better calves. <laughs> um, but he, but you'll see these laps where where Albon will absolutely nail it for five to ten laps and overtake a hundred people, and then he will then fall twenty seconds behind Daniel Ricciardo. Like I just, was it his tires? Is it like what happened there? Hmm. I mate, I don't know. I just, it just I seems- think, I think if go on. This is why I hate Formula One is because you don't have any parity, right? Mm. You know, you watch a Formula 3 and they're all running Dallara's. There's a bit of consistency to it. You get a sense of who's actually a good driver. You don't get that in Formula 1. At all. You know, at all. Well, we know that Lewis is a brilliant driver. There's no doubt he's a great driver. But I just do think Max might be better than him. Yeah. I just... So if you think if you think they were in... <clears throat> I think if Max in was in a Mercedes, there's no way... I just think he'd be ahead. Mm. Well, no question. But do you, but do you think that Lewis would drive harder with Max as his teammate? Is the other thing I think that Lewis would know, be pushed harder. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he without a question, he yeah. knows that he's a um, you know, a tier or two higher than probably two tiers higher than Bottas. So he doesn't. Yeah, he he doesn't. doesn't really, unless he's been out qualified, he doesn't really try. <laughs> and we were talking during the during the race that Red Bull, who the who who do they go for if Albon can't? Deliver, look, I said you know, to you, Connor, before Harry turned up, I think it was, yeah. sorry. Um, I don't see them making a change. No. I think Albon stays in that car absolutely for this whole year. This is his second year in Formula 1 as well. And quite frankly, I think next year as well. And I think what yeah. they do is for 2022, that's when they get ready, whether it's, you know, it could be Lawson, for Christ's sake. Could be out Lawson? Of it. Or they, <coughs> they've, got, t- they've got a junior program. Yes. It's just that it's like, imagine the junior program if you're kind of new to... Um, the formulas, but if if you think of it like school, the Formula One is high school. What Red Bull have is kids in year they're in kindy in year one now. They're not quite ready to get through primary school real quick. Whereas in a, in in two years, they could take a kid from year four and go fuck mate, 
you're coming to high school. Like you're, you're ready to jump up. And that could be Lean Loss. It could be a couple other people in a junior uh, program. Okay. Case in point here, Yuki Sonoda. He's about to do a test at the end of the season at Abu Dhabi for Alphatari. So that's going to be interesting to see how he goes. And he's racing in Formula 2 right now. We've talked I about find it hard to believe the Alphatari lineup will be the same next year. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. K- Kvyat's gone. Kvyat has to go. Gasly, you could not get rid of given his form this year. But do you think you have to keep him close, ready to jump in for Albon if, if it really does fall apart? Well, what's his contract like though? Do you who someone else could could uh, pick him up? Gasly, yeah. If he doesn't feel confident that he's going to get back in that Red Bull car, where's he going to go? Yeah, fucking Haas, maybe. Mate, yeah. but, but we talked about Haas a few weeks ago about Checo and Hulk. You know, if, if yeah, we'd love for that to happen because I think it would help push Hass up a few spots. It also goes to what we said earlier about the whole, you know, ownership of people, like, you know, the yeah. Red Bull ownership of this guy or whatever it is. Mm. And, then, you know, the Sky's team was saying before the race, you know, the problem with Albon is that Red Bull lost Ricardo. you know. If, if Ricardo was still with Red Bull, he they'd was, have... He was too early. They, they would be pushing together ahead and yeah. maybe Max would even be further ahead now than, than he is in terms of just pace, let alone performance. So... They lost the ability to push Max with Daniel and potentially have more points, potentially more clashes. So they lost that, and that was probably a shock to them. I don't think they ever saw that coming. Should open up the checkbook. Well, they should have, mm. but I don't think that would have even helped because I think the status was the real problem. Well, you, you don't think that the uh, the massive checkbook that Renault opened up for Daniel didn't play a huge part in him? Oh, no, absolutely. But I think that if Red Bull opened up the same checkbook, he would still be a massive second-tier player to Max, and he didn't want that. Okay. Mm. Not that he didn't want to be a number two, but he didn't want to be literally overlooked. But I didn't think he was. Like, upon reflection... I think the the perception... In revisionist history... Revisionist history. (laughs) I felt like... Which is how all Formula One uh, (laughs) seasons should be looked back at. I don't think that he was that mistreat I think it was just everyone was shocked that how well Max was doing and yeah. so the the public attention all the attention was on him and it wasn't on Daniel and then again you look back at that season record and the only reason Daniel finished so far behind Max was from DNFs yeah that mm. wasn't to do with anything else but a lot of that same applies to the revisionist history of Mark Webber's career against Seb yeah you know, Mark just multi multi-21 multi yeah um, you know DNFs for engine failures or whatever it might be he had issues that we all thought were just, you know, the Australian curse at Red Bull. But do you, do you think that people <coughs> think outside of Australia that that's, that's a thing? No, not at all. So but that's, think, that's think, the beautiful thing about... That's our That's bias, the beautiful our, thing about being a biased Australian <laughs> who... That's what... I mean, that, that's the beautiful thing about having this conversation is no one else is having this conversation about Daniel Ricciardo because, you know, everyone else is... Like, it's like watching Sky. They give a fuck about where George Russell comes more than anyone in the world because he's a pom. Yeah. Like, no one else really cares... What's happening at Williams? No. Until they move up the grid. Like, I'm sure the Canadian TV people are just about strolling <laughs> <Into> Latifi. <clears throat> well, they're, and they're there for Williams. And, to be frank, that's why Australia misses the Daryl Eastlake, Alan Jones, Greg Rust, um, you know, Craig Baird yeah. era when you actually had a bit of Aussie top and tailing the race. You, you got to kind of have that mm. investment in it a bit. I think that's sad. I think well, it's the problem with... Australians now having access to this fucking unprecedented coverage that we now have. Which I mean, is fantastic. When my son, my son, you know, whinges about not being able to stay up to watch this, and so, so instead he watches the F3 during dinner. I'm like, dude, I didn't know F3 existed 20 years ago. Like, you know, the the, well, the early it, categories because well, they it didn't wasn't really, on. Though. Yeah, I know. No. The, the early, the, the early yeah, categories, I mean, that shit didn't happen. That you just you got the race, 
and and that was it. Now, you could not come in. Not even the pack practices for F1. No, practice. Barely you got quali. Mm. But you could not come in and try and create an Australian version of this with the Sky feed in because what do you drop? Like you're sitting here now. Imagine this. Imagine we were in a TV studio now doing the – every fucker would be going, get the Sky shit back on. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, I wouldn't, but you see, this what like the like SBS and stuff try it with soccer, and mm. they'll have like for they'll have the beat the commentators from whoever that has yeah. got the global feed, and then you go back to the halftime show with with the Foz, Australians, yeah. and you kind of like, can we just? It's just yeah. a little bit off. Yeah, yeah. It's changed now to what it was back 20, 25 years ago, and I remember very very well. You probably remember this, Trev. There used to be a fan site. And it was called F1 Fans versus Channel Nine, where they. Shit, no, Matt, I was never in that. I, know, I wasn't in that either, but I always used to read it. But, that, but let me explain. That particular <coughs> site was everyone complained about, you know, Channel Nine's commitment to the ad breaks and that for when they used to take the ITV feed, and they say should they should have taken the ad breaks when the ITV, yeah, yeah. you know, all that. And now we've got what we've got here. And, I like, look, I agree with you. We're missing some of that Aussie element. But when you've got such unprecedented access to, as to what Sky has And it given rates us. bloody well, too, the yeah. F1. Um, yeah. I was looking a couple of weeks, it was a couple of weeks ago. They, they had 175000 for that race a couple of weeks ago, which really? wasn't a great race. Which is, when and you it was consider in, the It was in the top five, you know, Foxtel shows that mm, Sunday night. And that's, and like, it trades better than Maddie John Sunday night, yeah. which is, you know, a big cult show for, for Fox. Mm. People do tune into this. But then think about that, right? 175,000, 200,000 people watching. Um, the free-to-air coverage used to be much higher than that. That's right. And that's the disadvantage. And I think that's where, like, frankly, I'm still staggered. And this is the problem with living in the bubble. Um, I had a call the other week. I don't know if you said you listened to the show, but the bloke rang... Uh, talking about what he watches on TV, you know, on TV buying advice. And it was like, he, he was either going to buy a Sony or an LG. And in the end, I recommended this Sony that we're watching here because it's Android. And I said, mate, you can install KO on it. If sports what you love, he goes, what's that? I said, mate, how do you watch the football? He goes, well, Channel 7, he was in Perth. I said, how do you, he was a massive rev head. I said, how do you watch the MotoGP? I actually he goes, to There's, yeah. it's some of it's on Channel 10. I said, mate, I watch every practice, every qualifying, every race live Either on my phone, my tablet, or my smart TV. Yeah. He, he had no idea that KO existed. The was thing, he, was the, he an old fella? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the demographic. They don't yeah. they don't know what is out there. It's uh, unbelievable what we've got at our fingertips. And the problem is, too, Channel 10 relinquished the free-to-air rights yeah. of Formula 1 and the first-run rights as well, But um, along with the Australian Grand Prix, although they still... No, they still retain they the still retain Australian that. Grand Prix because it's a moneymaker. That's exactly and, right. And it's <coughs> under anti-siphoning laws as that's well. That's right. Correct. Yeah, but... The fact is, they don't re- they don't replay the race. They don't show the race live now. They wait until the very next night to show it on Ten Boss or on the main channel or whatever. And wait, they still have any rights for it? I don't know, but that's, I think they no only idea. show they only show the highlights of it now. So they don't actually show the race live now. It's now highlights of the race after the, the day after the. the but then again, yeah. until twenty twenty two. It's not a bad strategy, just watching highlights. Yeah. Or the or like Jackson got up this morning and he was sitting eating breakfast with his phone. I could tell he's watching quality. And I'm like, Are you in Q three already? He goes, Yeah, it's just the highlights. I went, Not a bad way to watch. I mean no. you know, this race was forty four laps. You know, I'm assuming ten minutes covers what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and that was you know, one of the better ones is just <laughs> it is one of the better ones. Yeah. So where are we off to next week, Monza? Monza, telling Grand Prix next week. <sighs> And then the week after, it's the Tus- Tuscan Grand Prix. Well, the big question is, on Saturday night, will they fuck up qualifying like they did last year? Do you remember last year? The, yeah. They, they all didn't get across the line in Q, oh, yeah. Q3. 
because they were backing up because they all do the toe. Like they didn't do it as much here. That they were all talking about the toe, but no one really went as bad on the toe as they did last year at Monza. You know, teaming up and getting getting the the slipstream was just such a big thing that they completely well, missed the the final times. O- Ocon did it for Daniel. Yeah, they had a bit, but like I'm talking, Mercedes didn't do it. No, no, well, in any Mercedes great way. doesn't need to do it. Staggering. Anyway, uh, and next week also no party modes apparently. No party the, modes. It's all. It's, it's not all out. Make a do you reckon? No, you don't. You think it don't make no difference? Nah. In fact, I think it's going to make it worse. How what? Well, you're not going to get your end of race surges from anyone because they've got no yeah, extra power to push Lando's it. Not going to be you got no even like Dan, I'm sure Daniel pushed his mode onto something else that last lap to break that record. Right? So there'll like, be no scenario the, seven. We're, we're not going to get mm. any of that. It's, what it, do you honestly think that it's going to make qualifying closer? No, no. Then why are we doing it? Don't know. Because you're just going to you're just ruining any of the midfield stuff at the end of the race. It's just an experiment. What was the Bernie Eccleston experiment for qualifying like five no, years ago? His best one was they need to put sprinklers on track. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> That's but the five best years one. ago in Australia, they had a qualifying format that was it lasted one race, and then they went, "Ah, oh, fuck that! We're going back to the original." Plan. I think it was the elimination. <clears> like um, it was some crazy format that was like started. It was woo, and then it was just so shit because the teams had yeah. worked out how to game it. Yeah, and it was just <laughs> shit. And so second race, it was back to Q three to one, two, and three. All right, we'll be back next week uh, for Monza, which theoretically could be a very fucking boring race. But hopefully not. Please not. Please hope not. Should we just do it after qualifying? Maybe that'd be more exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see with these new... You're just hanging out for punctures. Yeah, I want want punctures. I want rain. I want... Engine blobs, give me fucking no, we'll everything. Get, we, we'll definitely get Crofty giving the oh, there's like a fifteen percent chance of rain just to yeah. like they give everyone me that. Give me the F one oh. version of SimCity if you if you leave <laughs> leave the disasters on and leave the computer running for a day. Can we just oh. remember you'd come back to your computer yeah, and there'd yeah. been a tornado and a monster come through <laughs> and the whole place was on look, fire? That's the shit look, we want. Just meet them halfway. Bernie sprinklers sorted. Done. No, no AWS. Just give us what we want. All right, we're back next week. Hey,